Hello, it's me. <laughs> it's me. First of November. Um, this is going to be quite a long podcast. So, uh, it's just too many things and lots of beautiful discoveries to share. And I think it first starts with um, lately, at least for fall a very strong connection to wood. First with a dream of, you know, I have to touch wood and and so I did. So I've been having this walking in the woods every day and having a log right next to my office and sticks. So wooden stuff and grinding Seneca on my skin. So I feel a strong urge to be connected to wood. And I just let it flow, just let it be, which is great. And I feel more centered and connected. And today, I feel very much so that this message of wood is manifesting or it's showing itself. It's, it's the way nature talks to you in its very, very subtle ways. It doesn't always come in one single realization. It actually takes time. <laughs> Gotta be really patient for her to express herself. <laughs> um, so this month has been really profound. It's a lot of lucid dreams as well. One dream that was really remarkable was um, really remarkable was how I I just see stars. I just saw a lot of stars. I saw a lot of stars that were um, connecting to each other and it's funny because in this dream I woke up from my dream. So I actually woke up from from sleep. That's in my dream. I woke up and I saw stars in front of the mirror of the window. It was as if I woke up and I was looking at it. But I was still asleep, right? Later I, I realized when I woke up. So I see the stars and they connected to one another. They started to form a shape. Then everything disappeared. My bed disappeared, my whole room disappeared, and I was in... I just saw lots of stars and I saw them all connecting. And it formed some shapes like constellations, you know. Um, and what was really interesting was then um, I went out in space. So I was no longer um, from Earth looking at the sky. I was in the sky looking at the Earth. It was the opposite. And I saw the Earth um, revolve before my eyes. It started spinning, spinning, spinning. And all these lights were stars on Earth. They were lights 
on Earth. And they started to connect and connect and connect and connect. And as the Earth spun and spun, these orange lights uh, started to take a form. And might it look like a shape of a smiling woman, like Mother Goddess? You know, it really had a, a woman, womanly feminine form. And it felt like all the earthly woes, um, all the earthly dramas, you know, they were completely insignificant. Because I was outside in space looking at the earth and it felt, it didn't feel like much. It felt like it's part of the whole grand design, the whole scheme of things, you know. And it was this great, interconnected galactic dance of light. It was really amazing dream. And so this month was also very much a month connected to the feminine force, the, the feminine divine. And strange enough, I connected with um, a colleague in Germany. And for some reason, I don't know why, I never talked to him. Um, actually, I've never met him. He's in a different team from mine. And I asked him because I remembered his wife was going to give birth to a new baby. They have a son. She was going to. So I, I, I don't know why I thought about Philip. And I said, I reached out to him. And I said, Philip, how is the baby? You know, I've never heard about, is it a boy, a girl? And so he told me it's it's girl. So she's a girl. And I said, oh, sweet. How old is she? And she is five months. And so for that reason, we connected. He said, strange, because I've been thinking about you two recently. So, so funny. So I had been in his thoughts. Um, and so I said, how is your baby? And he said, well, he shared with me that the, the baby is uh, not sick so she she gets sick very very regularly and um, goes to the hospital quite a lot so that's quite traumatic for the family especially when a little one is sick um, and in COVID times and being hospitalized very regularly it's you know it's not the best uh, very traumatic for the parents and you know how human thoughts, we tend to wander, we worry, we are anxious. So somehow I felt connected to this baby girl and I asked what's her name? And I asked, and normally I don't really, you know, um, not so inquisitive, but this one, this time I did. And I said, what's her name? And can you send me her picture? So he, he sent me her picture and her name is Nelly. So I was like, wow, beautiful name, Nelly. And um, it really resonated with me, the name Nelly. And I said, you know, Philip, Nelly sounds a lot like um, a little girl that I love a lot. And her name is Nilu. And Nilu is um, my daughter, my daughter's um, idol since she was three and four. And we went to Bali and Nilu is... Um, half Balinese, half English, hairs blonde, like very light, dark, dark blonde with blonde streaks, very dark skin and big brown eyes, 
beautiful round face like a moon and Nilu is running everywhere barefoot on the ground on the rocks she's rock climbing she's swimming like a fish she climbs trees she eats fire <laughs> she was 11 okay uh, she is a child of the elements of earth uh, Nilu and she's beautiful she's a goddess so I said wow so Nelly and and so I shared that with Philip and he said wow Nilu is actually in German uh, means the spark of joy so may she live up to her name so I can tell that your know, parents are, are very concerned of course so I said I will pray for Nelly and so I I kept that as a you know as a thought but I I didn't pray for her until one weekend when I felt I was walking in the park and I felt this really strong inspiration and my prayer was very special it was an interconnection between three girls so it's like this three triangular force between Nelly the baby uh, Nilu who's the life force strong virulence beautiful goddess <laughs> can only think of mother goddess because she is really um, you can see the water element in her the fire element the earth element she's just so connected to earth and Lena Lena is my uh, a goddaughter and uh, I love Lena too Lena is very creative beautiful long hair big brown eyes also Eurasian uh, Asian mother, European father, and also best friend of my daughter, Eva. And Lena is extremely generous, very creative, uh, very bossy. So let's say she has leadership qualities. <laughs> um, Lena is very, 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 very generous, kind-hearted, soft, and strong you know so I made a song and just went Nilu and Lena and you know and Lena and Nilu and yeah just just a song like that and Nelly and Nilu and Lena and Nelly and you know I just realized the syllables were uh, the uh element a Ne le e e li na e a e a e a e a syllables very rounded vowels e so ne le e e e so the e sound and ni lu i u and li na i a i a beautiful beautiful and I feel we're so connected like this triangular e, uh, e, uh, you know it's like I don't know and and so I made a prayer that made their life forces connect 
and that they are all connected and may they borrow from each other's strengths and borrow from each other's and give each other's beauty and life force and may they be protected and healed and uh, live long beautiful lives in uh, in the arms of mother nature so the goddess energy was very strong this month i would say and um And in terms of color, a lot of uh, orange and yellow. Yellow was a very dominant color this this fall. Orange and yellow, and it was really amazing because that was one fall I went to collect the boys from school, and it was beautiful day, sunny, and the sun and leaves were all yellow and um, I was hugging a tree it was big a big maple tree I was just really hugging its trunks feeling its connection and sitting and letting the boys play and I was really just being grounded then the boys said come on mama come into to the playground and the playground is under a lot of trees in the covers so I'm like okay so I went and as I entered the shade of the trees the foliage and as I approached the boys they handed me still looked down on the on the floor on the the leaves and he saw a bright yellow feather which is really rare to find feathers such beautiful feathers you know amongst leaves that are yellow <laughs> so it was a gem it was meant to be so that yellow and I made a I made um, a circle of yellow stones for Ganesha to offer to Ganesha and uh, I did dream of yeah a wooden Ganesha as well and I dreamt of black Hanuman so very strange first time dreaming of Hanuman and a black one black seated statue very calm very grounded Hanuman So yellow with the leaves and the fall and you know yellow was really calling out to me and I'm touching amber which is yellow the glow of the sun you know that I feel the sacral energy is very strong and Hanuman also presents like this very strong earth root root chakra which my base chakra is actually very weak so um, I think that's where I feel like my base root chakra is healing and I'm, I'm releasing a lot and I'm starting to connect with also my grandmother And my mother and just really releasing and loving and and seeing their strengths and beauty and i see again this triangular right this triangular um and my 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 very good friend grace also told me then she recognized the triangular um shape as well so the sacred triangle and my grandmother i don't know why I, I think it was because probably i was listening to krishnamurti's talks on youtube 
and the way he speaks with that lilt of that very British accent, and that's how my grandmother speaks as well. She has a, a, a blend of Burmese and British accent, you know, that old British accent. Being a convent girl school, and, you know, she, she carries always that, the way she pronounces certain words with a very strong British accent. And I, I was thinking a lot about my grandmother. And um, one day I felt the impulse to open my drawers and look at some of my diaries. And I looked through the entire diary. And that was back in 2017. And in one page, it, I just wrote, my grandmother died. Dotting A. So you see the syllables of her words, of her name, A. So again, that A sound was really um, strong, that vowels, A, 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 was really strong, E, A, A, that, that was so pronounced, and I became awake to vowels for some reason, that I never noticed vowels, now I do, because, um, and again, this is the mystery of everything and how it works. It doesn't happen like shebang, you know, and it doesn't happen intellectually. You just come to experience the vowels. And one day I was singing the vowels, e -a, e -a, e -a, e -a. and I was just going, e and as I go, e and I still do. When I go air, I can feel the air leave my nostrils and then touch my lips. And as I'm saying it now, I feel the air leaving my mouth and touching my lips. Normally when I talk, I don't realize the air touching anywhere at all or leaving my mouth at all. And now I feel the passage of air leaving my mouth or my nostrils as I say it's really really amazing <laughs> so what I felt as well or came to a realization is I feel like the great universe is vibration or sound you know how everything that seems so solid like a form it's actually just vibrating sound. Like if you want to decompose everything down, it's really just vibrations and sound. That's, it, it just came to it because see, and again, reflecting about my favorite place, it's in front of the ocean. And when you look at a picture of the sea or the ocean, you don't feel its magic. And that's because you're not standing in front of the real ocean. And, and I remember that what makes the ocean so special is the sound. It's the sound of the rolling waves, the sound of the breaking waves. It's the sound of sand, you know, that you're, you're and it's the fields. It's, it's everything, but it's a lot of it is sound. Sound is creating the contours of dimension Sound is holding the space. I feel like sound is holding the sacred space. Sound is sacred. So as you chant Om, 
or you, you feel the vowels like a and ah and e and u, um, you feel this form that's created out of your mouth. It's almost magical. And so sound holds a sacred space, and that's why we're so connected to this vibe created by sound. And this month, I also discovered Meilan, Meilan Moritz, um, YouTube. Check her out. Um, I saw her maybe a year back on YouTube, but I was never, she, she didn't resonate with me back then. <laughs> But now it's like she's coming at me in full force and uh, like a good friend. And she's singing and, and what she's singing is really influencing and letting, it's infiltrating into me in a very unconscious way. And I'm welcoming her feminine presence and her feminine divinity and the sound that she is chanting and singing. It's just vowels. She is not singing words. She is producing sound. And with the sound comes this harmony and balance and she's holding a sacred space like a portal where you could just let your soul rest and be free. So it's been pretty amazing. I would say that this discovery of sound and also being very conscious about it when I go walking in the forest of just being and kept like enchanted by the rustling of leaves that I never did quite notice, you know, and now I do and I go, whoosh, I feel this gust of wind and the leaves are rustling and they, they start to sing. And whatever thoughts I had before, whatever thoughts that I was attached to before, that I was clinging on to, it just falls away. Because it doesn't matter. Because I just want to be in the presence of sound, you know, in that moment. And just let the forest speak to me. It just happens very spontaneously where you go... <laughs> Okay, whatever I was thinking about and wishing for and holding on to, whether it's work-related or private-related, it's just thoughts and it just falls away. And I just go like, I just want this mind to be quiet and come in sync with the forest. And you just feel the quietitude of the moment and just rest in that Again, that's temple of sound, you know? It's, it's like sound creates a dimension, a form in itself. It's formless, but there is form in the formless. It's as, it's as simple as, you know, there is formlessness in form, and yet there is form in formlessness. It's amazing. Like, I see the duality of things right now that I didn't, and it's the conundrum, you know, it's the paradox of life. It's like everything is upside down. <laughs> it's the big joke. You know, we think that we all got it in the right side, but not actually, no. You know, we got it all wrong, like the other way around. 
It's as if I was seeing the stars in the sky, and now, no, no, the stars are actually on Earth, and I'm out there in space. It's so funny. Like, God is so funny. She's got a she's got a great sense of humor. I think the universe has a great sense of humor. It's just laughing at us, like ah. <laughs> and and so like this this month as well, I discovered the water ritual. You know, it's like um, as Burmese, we uh, offer. I see my mom, my grandmother, and my dad. They would offer water to Buddha every morning. It's like a ritual. And I'd never do it. None, you know. I have my my altars, but I don't change the water every day. And then this this month, I just felt a connection with water as well. It's so strange. I I come to a connection with the elements this month so strong. The air and then the water. The water. What? woke me up was the water I watched this again YouTube love YouTube uh, this movie um, can't remember the name but it's a really good one and it said that a scientist a Japanese scientist was running an experiment and he would chant and speak loving words into water into a bowl of water like love and you know really just wishing good words into the water good thoughts into the water and when you freeze that water it forms beautiful ice crystals beautiful and then he would speak words of anger and distress and you know woo and sadness into another bowl of water when you freeze it it forms really deformed crystals not beautiful at all so that watching that part of the whole documentary just a click happened in my mind I said wow water holds memories right and so I felt like this ritual of offering water to the altar takes an even deeper meaning when you actually revere the water so what I did was to hold the cups of water so I have many small little bowls and I would fill it with water in the beginning of the week and then I would sit in front of the water and just wait I would hold it in my hands I'll put my finger in the water and I would wait for a message or a wish to happen in my mind and that takes time. Like sometimes you just know it that it's just thoughts and it's just yeah. if you wait, you know, you'll get the message that becomes very clear. Like on the eighteenth of October, my the water was the four different bowls was love. And then the second was dance, you know. And the third one was laugh. Well, it's just like, you know, just laugh. And the fourth was, had a crystal in it. And it, it said, watch quietly. And the fifth, which is a big bowl of water with a plant in it, said peace. 
And I felt this message of gratitude to my ancestors and thanking you for watching over me and thank you for your guidance and protection and I'm so grateful and I receive blessings with joy, open heart and gratitude. And the words that really struck me was dance and laugh. And the dream that I had was that, you know, for a person who is suffering a lot from the sadness of somebody passing away, that rather than prostrating in front of Buddha or the gods, you know, and having this solemn ritual or service or reverence, instead you could dance and laugh. And so I really see the picture of the dancing Shiva. And I love Shiva. I'm very connected to Shiva. I'm very connected to... Um, to Shiva and I see him dancing, dancing and laughing and joyful and uh, you know and that's this fluidity and grace of just laughing and dance and that is a beautiful ritual of of love and um, expression and letting go and peace you know, you don't have to be all stiffy, stiffy, you know, stiffy doo doo and, uh, you know, all solemn. No, no, laugh it out loud <laughs> and dance. It's a very um, sacred ritual that you could do to to release and let go and say goodbye. And instead of being very sad and serious and solemn about it, just just dance, you know. Dance and sing for someone you love who has passed away. Don't have to be serious. You know, that was the message. And it came in the water message as well. Then the following week, it was... Yeah, it was, it was a lot of this formlessness, from form to formlessness. That, that I start to see much more clearly that when I'm no longer connected to a form, and I saw this because, you know, when you love someone a lot and you can't be with a person, the person's far away or gone, passed away, right? But what I realize is that there is a part of me in that person and there's a part of that person in me. I just saw that very clearly. It's just like, wow. It's like, yeah, that person holds a little part of me in her or him. At the same time, I hold a little piece of her or him inside me. And so this aspect of grasping to a form, a person, a body, just disappeared. It's like I have access to this person right here in my heart. This person exists inside me. And so I'm no longer attached to a form, you know, of wanting, grasping that person to be right here, right now, where I can touch and feel and hear. And, you know, it's like I don't have to. That person's already within me. So I could secretly, secretly just connect to that person in a very sacred space that's within me. And I don't have to be anywhere. And that person doesn't have to be here. It's like I can just offer my love and 
blessings and uh, well wishes right here in this temple within my mind and heart. It was really amazing. And it's just like this whole sense of form disappeared, right? And at the same time, as I'm chanting the vowels, uh, the sound of the formlessness, which is sound, which is formless, became very tangible. So that was the key to my freedom. And I realized that, you know, when we are um, so attached to, to the outward world, the outside world, the external world, then um, we literally give our keys away, our keys of our freedom away, because we're constant, because we, we look outside to our happiness, you see. But when you see and realize so deeply that profoundly that everything is so interconnected and that there are pieces of people you love that's living within you and you could just revere and love and worship and praise and heal that person within you you know and you know that that person that you live in that person too and that person is taking care of you and so you don't longer have to to feel this desperation of wanting and longing and desiring and sadness and whatever grief and mourning and you just let go and you allow yourself to emerge free and it's just like wow it's a sense of freedom and i could see and i could be completely at peace with myself and and emerge from this almost deep sleep this dark stupor of sleep that I've been asleep for the longest time of my life. Um, and I allow myself to grow up. And having seen my grandmother and my mother and just seeing this trinity of like this feminine bond and Nelly and Nilu and Lina, you know, they're the three girls as well. And I feel like they're, they're, their strength is intermingled, allows me as... Um, my inner child you know my inner girl to also grow up to also be connected to their life force and say that we're all so together we're all women but then we're girls and that this feminine connection is really strong um yeah so whatever outward validation of approval and all that i don't need approval anymore you know and so you allow the flower you allow yourself to flower and bloom and to be the woman the healer the mother and very fully embodied and embracing your full feminine divinity and that comes to you because you feel inspired by the moment and you feel like this sacred space of sound and light is really living within you and all the people you love are within you and you are within them and this this connection that yeah you don't have to be in Maldives or Cebu Island or be in the presence of someone you love no, just just feel it right here right now you just don't need anything actually and just laugh it away like everything that is so perception is such an illusion this, and it creates separation too. It creates us this, this divide of you versus me and you are outside me and I'm outside you. And no, no, we're all inside each other. 
and and that just feels very complete and very whole. It's really hard to express this in full, but it just comes with a, a sense of knowing. It's the inspirations, inspiration of little moments that comes to you, you know, and it's um, it's remarkable. The other, the other really cool um, discovery as well is the masculine is within the feminine, and that's because I have sons. Okay, and and so I I see a lot of you know of course love for my sons and uh, my boys and um, we love to spend time together and like in the forest and also bedtime and I just feel like you know they're coming out from the womb they come out from the mother and that there's so much of this masculine uh, masculinity is also deriving from the feminine energy it's not like I'm being a feminist and saying that women rule but I just feel like you know the force of the masculine is also born and given birth by the feminine so it's uh yeah it's it's a beautiful realization and my sons are very connected to their feminine force and they see their mom and their sister and i talk to them very openly about menstruation and they know all that and, and jill already knows everything about the bleeding the the blood cycles of the woman and he knows all this he's very connected <laughs> and <laughs> i always speak openly about this thing and you know he's he's gonna be he's gonna be such um, a grounded boy I would say you know um, that's no wonder because the mother is talking openly about feminine issues to him and he knows it he knows how the, the lunar cycle works and pregnancy and babies forming inside and yeah. And they've been asking a lot about having another baby and I'm like no I'm not sure. <laughs> Not sure about that. So that is also very um, amazing, the, the masculine and feminine coming together, but then the feminine giving birth to the masculine, that was also another message that was kind of like this, 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 this feeling. Yeah. And, um, and in the dreams, I mean, um, back to the dreams again. So a lot of crystals in the dreams that I'm seeing. And I see that the night on the 21st of October when I dreamt of Hanuman. I also saw in the dream um, red crystals. So Hanuman was sitting near a red crystal. And a hot crystal. Not sure why it's called hot crystal. But in the dream it said this is a hot crystal. Okay. <laughs> and that there was this blue crystal with lots of white crystal with a lot of blue lines, very dark sapphire blue lines in it, and it felt really serene. And high up in the window, close to the light, uh, was uh, a blue shiny crystal, very aquamarine-like, and next to um, a pale white crystal that was called the Lady Moon. So she had a magical property, apparently, in the dream. It, it was Vicky who told me Vicky was in the dream. And she said that, um, well, I placed this crystal near the light by the window because she will call the rain. And it's funny because after this dream, the 21st of October, it rained a lot in 
Montreal at least, it rained and it rained and it rained. I felt very connected to the water energy. And as I was doing the water rituals as well, I felt I saw and I heard a lot of the rain. It felt really strong. And I swam a lot as well in the pool. So as I was swimming, I felt very much a presence of water and being in the womb. And it's just like flowing in the womb and nurtured by the womb and held by water. And I could feel my thoughts were being sent out into the water and whatever I was trying to manifest and trying to, and I was wishing for, it was communicating through the water. So I felt like this channel of the water as being a channel of my wishes and my my thoughts were like just transcending and flowing through the water. I just felt like it could flow so easily through water. So then as I was taking a shower later on and the shower becomes a ritual of letting the water flow through my body and it's like, you know, it's again, like the water is just holding the message. It's like the medium. And so as I was doing my water rituals and I would have my intention set in the water, I would leave it for a week and I, I sat with it. So yeah, the lady moon and her calling out the rain, it, it, it did come true because she did call the rain and she did hold out that water um, uh, element out to me. And I did pee a lot in my dream. I, I mean, I, I didn't pee in my sleep, but I did see myself peeing a lot in the dream and, and peeing like a lot of pee. So I think I was really discharging and letting go of a lot of stuff. You know, it's like, and it symbolically, symbolically felt through the dream. So it's just a lot of massive peeing going on and toilet seats. So it's like, I think I'm just flushing, 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 um, flushing, flushing and flushing. So last week was felt like reaching a climax of something. And um, the four water bowls that I had was very strong. The first one was really hard to get to, but the message came after a while of surrender. Surrender. The second one was letting go. And the third was open. And the fourth was focus stillness. So the first surrender and as I meditated on it, it was a surrender of habits, you know, surrender, surrendering projections of future and what, what could be, what would be, and what is, and realizing that I got no control. And I surrender to the universe that instead of swimming against the current, I'm just going to let go and surrender. You know, surrender and let go was the second one, right? So it was letting go of resistance and going with the flow and letting go of planning and wishing and letting go of thoughts and letting go of ego pride, letting go of my ego identity construct that this is K, this is Sri, this is me, this is mother, this is I am, this I am that, I am that. And just letting go, you know, just coming into the formless right and then the third was open so it was really like open it was like open your mind open your heart open your soul into the universe and open and allow yourself to feel into the depths and let yourself be vulnerable 
let yourself be exposed and naked and open because then you can receive right so first you gotta let go and gotta surrender and then you open so it's like okay universe like let yourself do the magic no, i just i let you i just surrender to you and i'm open to you and i'll let go of whatever preconceived thoughts and notions and wishes and desires and i allow you to the greater god to to work your magic magic because i realize that yeah god is great you know and uh, i receive and i'm open i'm open to you god <laughs> and the fourth was focus stillness and learning to be still and watchful and letting thoughts settle and distill and being still fully in the moment that was really really strong it's like focus stillness and um that week that was the 25th of october and on the 26th of october a mantra came to me um and i came across this mantra that i never 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 heard before and when i heard the sound of this mantra i was like i fell in love with it and it so happened not very coincidental at all the title of the mantra is called the yajur mantra shiva's mantra for guess what focus this is a beautiful mantra of shiva for focus and what was written the day before on the fourth bowl of mine focus stillness uh so kapura gauram karuna vataram sansara sansaram bujagendra jaharam sada vasatam hridaya ravinde bavam bavana sik bavam bava nitsahitam namami and again i just roll with the vowels of the a and the o and the um and the e and the a and the um and a and a ra and a ra and a and a ram and ram is god and uh with hanuman and i feel ram and i listen to the the mantra of lord ram and i came across this mantra i'm so grateful and again you can find this on youtube yajur y a j u r mantra shiva beautiful for focus stillness so i worked at work on my work um with a lot of focus i switched off the notifications from my mobile phone for whatsapp and whatever and so i could focus cuz i didn't want to be pinged at and prodded by the phone and i didn't want to be a victim of the phone so I just let it be and that was really nice to to just allow myself to to be in the space to allow myself to focus and i guess that is really important so much so much flushing <laughs> peeing letting go and 
yeah and 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 coming into the presence of god and and just letting go you know it's it's really purging i think that was this month it's a lot of purging of yeah and and letting water um purify me again you know it's like letting water um allowing water to to flow within me again so it's like the flow of the divine as well and um seeing the the mother goddess in in the mother earth as she was spinning and i seeing the form of the mother was beautiful the feminine creator so i i see this lineage of feminine divinity and with um all my beautiful friends um female friends you know who you are as well uh my soul tribe it's just beautiful to be part of this um love and living living my gender you know and not not letting my gender be a, a source of vulnerability you know thinking that being a woman is vulnerable but no it's just being extremely strong and beautiful and joyful and strongly connected to the mother earth like nilu like nelly and like lena you know it's like the three trinity these three girls same th- same thing as me and my mother and uh, my grandmother theory kind ta and timyet the t's tin a timyet theory okay so a lot of connecting and receiving yeah and destroying attachments you know letting go is about destroying attachments just allowing love to be in shiva is the destroyer of attachments and um i see that i see that you know in order to to love and to be love you need to destroy your sense of ego perception you need to destroy a sense of who you think you are and go from form to formlessness and allow what is formless sound to be form to allow god which which is which is something you cannot see and allowing god to enter into you and become a form to live through you and that is very abstract but it is that's when you feel very whole within yourself because no one external can fill that cup no one external can give you that satisfaction it has to come from within and that comes from within you and i see the the circle of life a lot i see the flower of life i see swirls of the sun i see the circular shapes of the tree trunk the bark i see a lot of this circle and akasha and yeah i see a lot of that i see akasha very much oh my god this is an extremely long podcast i really apologize it is long but it is form of my journal taking <laughs> so you know you're free you listen you don't listen it's okay no problem i'm doing this for me and yeah so my manifestation on the 28th of october was please 
bring in people, beings, energies who embody love into my field of awareness. And may I merge with their spirit of love and may I be love and may people, beings, energy, force fields that are opposed to love or who don't embrace or understand love or are repelling love, well, may those beings, forces, energies drop out, disconnect and separate from my field of awareness and spirit. And as I, yeah, hmm, I saw a tree. I saw a tree in my walk and it's a beautiful, whimsical, feminine tree. I never saw that tree before in my walk and I I know that there was a certain energy that pulled me towards her I walk, as I walked towards her, you know, at night and I felt like she had these beautiful drapes around her and it's like she's just so beautiful and the grass around her was not cut. It's as if people were, were not daring to come into her presence. She was definitely feminine i could sense it and my dog no muffin didn't want to approach her either she was scared of the tree for some reason so i felt this energy was very strong within that tree and it wasn't a big tree it was a pretty small one but her leaves and her branches and everything around her was quite a force field so i bowed to the tree and i recognized her so yeah i want to manifest love in my life and yeah, and may I connect and merge with people who and beings and force fields that embody love. And then after I made that um, manifestation, I started to dream of strange things. So on the 29th of October, the day after um, this manifestation, I felt really, really sick that day as well. I felt I've never been sick um, and I felt really bad headache on my left side of my brain, a really bad headache the whole day. And my back was aching a lot, my back. And then my head was pulsating. It was such a bad headache and I felt sick and I felt weak. Um, it was like, you know, a lot of purging. And then the next day I felt a lot better, and of course, so a lot of release, bowel, you know, movement, if you get what I mean. Um, and the headache of the day before was, was largely cleared off. Um, yeah, it was like, you know, it was the start of a, a divine magic or something. It was starting to work. And I dreamt on the 31st of October, uh, an offering of salt with white quartz crystal. So it was like a white quartz crystal and then there was a lot of salt around it and there was an offering made of it. I think I'm going to do it actually because it came to my dream. And and then in that dream, I made a friend with a girl who was around my age and she was really, really wise. And so I asked her, if you could forego one of your senses, what would it be? And she said, I would forego my eyes, my eyesight. And I was like, wait a minute, why? Because if you don't have eyes, then you can't see beauty. You can't see the rivers. You can't see the sunset. You can't see the trees. And, and, and you can't see the face from whom you are looking into the face of your beloved. You won't see the face of your beloved as you are feeling his face. And 
you cannot see the balance of the shape of beauty. You cannot see how balanced and beautiful and symmetrical someone's face is. And she just said, no, I don't need this. So I was very much in awe of what this very wise girl told me in her in a dream, of course. Then later, I saw in my dream, I met a model. So there was a model pageant pageant, right? And this model called Zoe was being uh, selected. And she was a beautiful girl. She was Spanish or Portuguese, I don't know, mixed Asian, beautiful. Uh, reminds me of Zoe Tay, Singaporean actress, you know, and she was extremely sensitive. I could tell she had these big, beautiful brown eyes and uh, she started crying because she was selected. And she did something that was really odd and unusual and very authentic and raw. So she took the tears from her eyes and she licked it right there in front of everybody and I felt that was really raw it's like you know she didn't care she just like wanted to just taste her tears um, and I saw her evolve from a very popular model and then she got married to a pilot which is true so Tay did get married to a pilot and um, a, led a very miserable life very hollow seem her pilot husband was you know not present a lot and she was sad then I saw her transform into quite a hideous face, into quite a hideous face, actually. She looked like a bat. Um, her face disappeared. She just had a nose, which was an empty cavity, which was her nose. And she had two very large saucer-like ears. And she looked very much like a bat. So I understood what that the wise girl told me, the one who said that I'm no longer attached to my eyes. Because you see, when you're attached to sight and you hold on to a vision of someone who is beautiful, and that's all you're attached to, you cling to a form based on a memory of what you think that person is. And you don't embrace the changes that the form is taking on. So as Zoe transformed from a beautiful model into this very hideous looking bat-like woman, I could no longer recognize her. And I felt very distranged, you know, like separated from reality because I was so connected and so attached to a form of what she was once before. So when you are attached to sight, you see something beautiful, you think that's what it is. And you don't see it for what it really is because you're attached to the form at that moment and you think that moment is forever but it's not because everything is changing and shifting and shaping but we're so attached to what we think it is in that beautiful time of its life and you don't accept it anymore when it becomes old and withered and decomposing and dying you cannot accept it it's, no 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 this is not what it is it cannot be it cannot be so sight is fooling us from what is reality we cannot accept death we cannot accept old age we cannot accept sickness we only accept youth and it's elixir of you know we think it's eternal but youth is not eternal beauty is not eternal and what is beauty so when you don't see sight you just you just feel the essence of the person and just see the beauty of the person that never changes
what is truly eternal never changes. And you realize that more when you're actually blind and that you don't see. So now I felt the message of the wise girl in the dream who said that if I have to give up something, it would be sight. And that's when I realized that when you meditate, you don't you tend to meditate with your eyes closed. And so when you shut down the sense of sight, the mind shuts down a huge sense of grasping and attachment. You're shutting down the sight, shutting down the attachment to sense perception, sight perception of what you think is eternal, but it's not. It's just a facade. It's just a form. You have to enter into the formless to unite with God. You need to enter into the formless to unite with God. You need to go beyond form to unite with God. You need to go beyond the form to unite with God. That is the message of the dream. You have to go beyond the form. You have to release what you thought and was so blindly in love with form, so blindly in love with the shape and form of the person and enter into the formlessness, enter into the spirit and merge with the spirit, the soul essence of the person and not to be in love with just the form of the person. Got to be in love with the spirit, the soul essence of the person. And so many times we're only in love with the facade of the person. We don't ever meet God because we are only grasping for the shape of God. We don't understand the heart of God. And so therefore the heart chakra is green. It's inside. You cannot touch your heart, but it's inside you beating and providing you with a life force. You cannot touch it. You cannot hold it. You can feel it. You have to close your eyes and feel the heart. What you cannot grasp with your eyes, you have to enter deep within, beyond sense sensations, in order to understand truly, deeply what lies within. Then only are you released from the burdens, the chains, the veil that has been Feeling us from not being in the presence of God, who is always within us, who is love, who is vibration, who is formless, and yet form in all its shapes and sizes. And God is within us, all of us, all of us, all connected. We are God. It's just so beautiful how everything is just flowing like the music. You know, and and it makes so much sense. And in that dream, I felt there was something that's stinging me on the left. It was really stinging me. And I said, I said to the girl, the wise girl, I said, something is stinging me. Help, help, help. And so I opened up my shirt and I opened up my clothes and I opened up my jacket and out flew a wasp. There was a wasp that was trapped within my clothes. And as I opened up the buttons and I released and I shook it all off, that wasp flew away. It was trapped beneath all the layers and I finally let it go. And again, I think this is a very, very strong symbolic message of letting go, 
and that wasp that was stinging me. It didn't, but it was creating a lot of discomfort on my left side. It flew away. <sighs> Gotta drink some coffee. At this point, I'm not even looking at the time to see how long this mighty podcast is, lo- is taking, but that's okay. So today, which is the 1st of November, beautiful. I love it. I love today. 11-01-20-2021. A lot of ones. one one oh one two there's a new moon, a new crescent moon, a new beginning. And I walked Muffin and I felt like, oh my God, the colors are just too beautiful today. I have to go for a walk by myself. So I left her in the house after the walk and I allowed myself to go walking outside in the, in the park and just enjoy the colors of the trees. And there was a lot of wind. The wind was making a lot of noise. And it was just sound. Just like sound was everywhere. Was like this element of sound. And last night I dreamt a very stark dream. There was a woman. Who was like an enemy. You know, and she was carrying a knife. A very sharp blade. And she tried to. Tried to. Didn't attempt to. Didn't, didn't succeed. But I pried the knife away from her and I tried to throw it away, but I couldn't. It was so difficult for, for me to throw that thing away, that weapon. It just felt like it didn't want to leave my hands. But then I tried it again and this time I succeeded and it fell. And I realized I was standing on top of a very, very tall building, like almost like 30 stories high. And it fell off the rooftop where I was standing with a couple of friends and the blade hit the bottom of the floor with a loud pang, with a loud thud. It didn't fly very far, it just flew literally like bang, (laughs) down on the ground. And it seemed to have broken. And it didn't harm anyone, thank God, but someone did see it, someone who was downstairs, but that someone wasn't harmed either, but was really alarmed. So I was glad that I got rid of that blade. Yeah, getting rid of sharp weapons. Like the wasp of the previous night, and now it's a sharp blade. Um, and then in my dream, I saw Austria. For some reason, it was Autruche, 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 Autruche was being repeated in my head. It was Autruche. It was said in French, Autruche. Like, not even Austria. In English, it was like Autruche. And Autruche was a city in front of a flowing river. Check that. So the water element comes back. A flowing river and sunset and the trees. There were so many trees that was forming a line, uh, like a citadel of trees. And they were all red, flaming red trees in Autruche. That was a dominant theme in my dream, apart from that woman who was trying to attack us with that blade and I got rid of it and it smashed right down the many floors of the building. Um, 
So this morning, I I was completely under wraps and charms of the trees. And so I, I, I walked under the sunlight and the sun was strong. The sky is super clear and blue and the wind was just really impressive and blowing. And yeah, it was great. It was great because the last few days, I felt very purified by the rain. You know, the rain that fell, it was very purifying and just listening to the sound of the rain as well, you know, it was also very purifying, the vibration of the rain, the raindrops. And even as I was walking Halloween with the kids um, at night, I was really mindful of the rain, the presence of the rain, and it was pouring through and, you know, pitter-patter, 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 pitter-patter of the rain and seeing the lights and seeing the orange hues of the leaves and the splashes of the puddles and the element of water was everywhere and the sound of the rain and the colors of the leaves and the smell it was glorious it was glorious the kids were going for the candy i was going for the senses of being in the rain and splashes and the leaves and the raindrops it was very romantic so today it was all dry, sunny, and I just allowed myself to be in the presence of wind and sun. And I just felt this one thought that I just wanted the wind to blow away all the drama. I don't want any drama in my life. I just want to be still, grounded, connected, and connected to Mother Earth. And so I walked alone and without my dog and i just admired the glow of the autumn leaves you know the yellow and the colors that was really striking the yellow and orange leaves and i bowed before the mighty tree and i placed my forehead on her great boughs and there was this green um, moss growing along the boughs that was like you know the chakra heart chakra right so i placed my nose i pressed my nose against the trunk and i, I really breathed in the scent of that woody very sweet woody smell a very very um yeah woody woody smell so nice felt very alive and i placed I wrapped my arms around the trunk to receive her strength and stability. And it was really like this strong, calm, serene strength of the tree. And I anchored my feet on her roots and I felt really grounded and connected. And my back was art and I pressed my hands on the soil. Then, you know, like in full prostration and reverence, thanking the tree and thanking Mother Earth for all the beautiful moments of this year. And I saw all the moments of the year flash before my mind's eye. In winter, as I was doing my um, inner child work and letting go of all the trauma of sexual molest and all the trauma of not being embodying my feminine divinity because of this abandonment wounds and mother wounds and feeling of vulnerability of being feminine and letting go of all that in winter and having a conversation before the orcas before the glassy sea and the mountains in spring and doing yoga to welcome in spring and then seeing my kids running around in summer 
And I even felt like fall last year, you know, as I was walking the same place in fall last year, and it was like the sky is so blue and vast and clear, and I see the leaves that were pink and yellow and orange and everything so beautiful. And as I was looking at the world upside down, because I had my head on the ground, my hands on the ground, um, it just felt like this whole human world was uh, so trivial and so fragile um it felt like we were as human beings and our human creations felt like just topsoil you know it's funny because when you look at the world upside down and you see these miserable skinny structures like the the benches that's sticking out of the ground it felt really fragile like the cars that were skimming on the surface it felt like it would crumble anytime but then you see these trunks of the trees and they felt like they were the ones that were strong and connected and and reaching deep into the mother earth and then reaching out towards the sun and that what was really going to last were the trees and it's not our human creations you know and it felt good to see the world in this new perspective and i bowed to the trees to thank for that vision and as I ran my fingers along the creases and crevices of her trunk it felt like I was feeling over the rivers or the roads it's like the many roads of our life that is so complicated and so intermingled and mired and interlinked and interlaced it felt like you know so complex so dramatic but actually it's just the trunk of the massive tree that we're just a tree you know but like these individual roads take on a personality or ego construct it's just like let it go they're just beautiful shapes and forms and so i walked home so blessed in the light of the sun you know just felt very touched by by nature and grounded like this sensation of knowing why I felt this deep connection to wood since the dream of like you know the beginning of the month of seeing wood and I, I started to understand why because I felt this coming into the presence of the feminine divine which is wood mother earth it's as simple as that and um, I just don't want any drama anymore I want to be in the, the light of the sun and walk in light and as I looked up to the sky, I saw clouds and I saw two distinct shapes of clouds. I first I saw a flying bird. And then I, I realized how much, you know, I just yearn for freedom, you know, and uh, I saw a turtle as well, a turtle and a bird. Yeah, and it felt really good for me to have taken that time just and joyful and and feel the wind and listen to the wind and leaves and colors and being in the moment and celebrating the moment and under the sun alone under the blue sky and receiving the new moon um, it felt like a new rebirth so i sat squat under the tree you know like in this yoga yoga position i was like squatting this is a very lunar womanly position and i've asked to be reborn and I asked to be reborn, and I asked to be reborn, and I asked, and as the autumn takes away the leaves and the seasons are coming to a close, may I die to this moment, 
that made all man-made thoughts and attachments and perceptions and attachments to form and senses die. And may I die fully in the arms of nature and let go and let go and to surrender and let the wind take away all that is old and stale, all the thoughts and habits that don't serve me anymore. And I don't even want to try. I don't want to try so hard anymore. I don't want to resist. And I don't want to live for anyone anymore. I don't want to live by anyone's standards anymore. I don't want to live by anybody's ideals anymore. I don't want to be bound to anybody. I don't want to be bound. I don't want to make anyone happy. I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody happy. <laughs> it's like I'm not a slave. I don't want to be a slave anymore. I want to be free. I want to be free, 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 free. And die, 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 die. And be reborn, reborn, reborn. And reborn in fire, fire, fire. In light, light, light. In wind, wind, wind. Fluidity, water, 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 water. Air, air, air. Earth, earth, earth. Solidity, 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 stability. And back to the elements, 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 reborn back to the elements, 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 elements. And may my body be restored to the elements, 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 elements. May my body belong to the elements. May my body be head, be headed by the elements. May my body be led by the elements. May, may my body surrender to the elements. And back on the doorstep of my door on the porch, I felt the wind was howling and blowing so forcefully as, you know, they're carrying away all the leaves and may all the dramas, all those leaves represent all the dramas and may they be blown away. And I felt whole and I felt really nice and serene. And I felt so compelled back home to hold on to Ember. And I felt the warm orange glow of amber, you know, and I placed it, the necklace, the amber necklace on my neck. This is my mother's amber necklace. It's warm, it's smooth, it's rejuvenating. And so my wish is for no more drama, no more living for others, no more pleasing others, no more living by others' yardstick or other standards or others' wishes or others' dreams. And I wish to be free, solid, connected, grounded to earth. May I die and be reborn again. And with this, I wish you a beautiful day. And I am complete. This is the end of my podcast on the 1st of November 2021 from Sri. Wishing you lots of love, joy, and light. Bye.